still Novels and Bits listener, so there are so many exciting things on today's podcast. We have a guest, and she is a Sosa. A Sosa is a podcaster. The name of her podcast is Books on Skeins Podcast. Is a combination of two of her two great loves, crochet and books. So she likes Greek mythology, and that sparked her interest to learn Greek language. We discussed a bit of it here. And she also tried her hand at tech. She has a certificate, which you're going to find out on here. And best of all, her approach to life is fresh. In terms of, she is just swimming in so much love. Like, she's someone who can try to do something with you, just so you can feel good. Yeah, it's not like she's trying to people please, because she expects the same. But she just is someone who's like, I, I wish more of her kind existed. And I had so much fun in this episode, like during this episode, despite the setbacks, which you will learn about in the course of the podcast. And I hope you have as much fun uh, listening to it and getting something out of it. Thank you. And happy Thursday. Happy weekend. It's coming. So starting was very, very spontaneous for me. I just feel like I'm going to have a podcast. Yes, but... I didn't really think about it so much. I just said, okay, today I'm going to record something and I'm just going to put it out. And from there, just a majority of us that start out are doing it because we just want to. We love to do this thing. We're not exactly looking for the money yet until the money comes. We act, we are more like the passion will get us the money. I used to feel like if I talk for too long, it's the podcast start becoming very disengaging. Like I don't want any I don't want at any point to lose my audience attention. So and I try to keep it short and simple within okay, I think the shortest any episode has been is eight minutes. So let me let me just say between five to twenty minutes. The first time I had an episode that was like twenty-four minutes, I didn't get as much listens. And it was, I was trying to like give detailed explanation about the book and crochet. I was talking about crochet. So I was trying to like give detailed explanation about the books and crochet and everything and stuff, business people could do and all of that. And I know that it was right for a particular target audience, but I didn't get as much listens on it. So I always try to, I've kind of learned with that episode in subsequent episodes to cut out something so yeah i would talk normally but when i'm editing i'm like if i was listening to this thing on a normal day would i have to pause and say well let me let me go and do something first then i'll come back to it i want a situation where if you have to do something and you're listening to the podcast you will carry the podcast with you to go and do that thing because you cannot stop you have to listen as you're doing it like when someone says their podcast is one hour like I don't talk it too much. People have a limited time um, span for all this stuff. That's what I feel. Because especially when they can't see your face. If they can see your face, you know, it's engaging and all of that. But when they can't see your face, you can't really tell. But then that's fine. Everybody for everybody can do what, what works for them. It's also, you know, when we first started texting, you told me that you know, how I even found out about you is your cousin, your cousin, the yeah. host of um of podcast, um, Kezia. Please pronounce her name. Is she Igbo? No. We're actually from River States. Kezia. 
that's how we pronounce it. That. <laughs> but well, when it's spelled, it just looks like Kezia. But then we call her Kezia. So yeah. What does it mean? I don't know. It's not. It's a Bible name. I think it's a Hebrew name. It's that like her English name. So I don't. I don't know what it means. Really, <laughs> honestly, I don't know what it means. I think what it does a, your name mean? Esosa. Esosa means God's gifts. But I told you that like that's my my mother is an Edo woman, so that's like my Edo name. But officially, my name is Nenubari Vilawa. Just Nenubari. You know. To ask you, the name showing on the video, it said it says Nenu Vilawa. Yeah, my name is Nenu Vilawa. It means God's gift. So my name is gift everywhere. It's gifts. It sounds like a South African name. <laughs> We're from River States. We're from Ogoni, to be precise. But I prefer to go by Esosa. When I when people call me Esosa, I feel like I have an alternate personality. Like I can pretend that I'm not Nenu, but I'm still Nenu, that kind of stuff. But it's still gifts. Everything, all my names means gifts. Whichever language. Okay, can you tell me how you started reading novels? Like and how it grew and grew until you decided to open a podcast dedicated to it. You can also tell me your crochet journey with it, because that's what I really like to find out about. Like I come from a family of readers. My dad has always encouraged us to read. So I would read literally anything when I was little. I would read anything. He would even give us books and be like, read and give me a summary of it later. My, I and my other sister, so he has always like pushed us to read. And I found it comforting because I was a very quiet child while I was growing up. I didn't want to talk to a lot of people. So it was easier to read something and avoid talking to people than start having to worry about interactions when I could actually be doing something useful with my time. So it just went on and on and I kept reading I've always wanted to have a podcast individually. I didn't really think I'd be talking about books. I just wanted to talk oh, about random things. In like, when was the idea of a podcast better than your head? Like, when did you find out about a podcast and decide, oh, I think I want to do that too? I think it's because people always compliment my voice. Sounds very... <laughs> people always say, your voice sounds nice and everything. And I know that... I'm expressive enough. Okay. Where will I say it started? Well, um, let's say 2020, COVID year. COVID was um tough for everybody, but then that's when it officially came to my head that I could start a podcast. But the truth is, I started out as a blogger first. I felt like I could do blogging. So it was still books and skins, but then it was a blog. And blogging just felt so edited. I felt like blogging was restrictive for me. I had to like be very technical with words and all of that. So I just opted for podcasting because, yes, I knew I could do it. I already had a good voice. It wasn't really hard to figure out. And I said, okay, outside the podcast. Then I knew I would talk about books, but I felt like I should talk about more. So I started to talk about crochet on the side. 
as no, not not on the side. I decided, I decided to talk about it together, just not in any particular order. I feel like crocheting was something that was very interesting, and it was becoming popular. It's becoming more popular at the time when I learned how to crochet. I learned how to crochet with a broomstick. It wasn't popular at that time. I'm serious. I learned in secondary school. We learned to a broomstick. So it wasn't popular at that time. And I was happy that something I knew was becoming very popular. And I knew there were people who were trying to start up. We're looking for something that could pass time and everything. At the same time, I also wanted to warn them that as beautiful as crochet looks it's not it requires patience there's this technicality with it so it's not like it's an everybody thing you can do it but there's just more to it than how people just see beautiful clothes and like yeah is that crochet or is it knitting some people like to confuse it for knitting but that's that's a topic for another day that's just a topic for another day yeah, if you can crochet, then you can definitely knit. If you can knit, then you can crochet. Can you knit? I can't. <laughs> I can't say I can knit. But then I know the steps. I've never knitted anything before. That's just the truth. I've never knitted anything before. But I know the techniques. I have the tools to knit. But crochet just seems... I'm a person who likes familiarity. Let me put it like that. I've been so familiar with crochet. I do not feel any need to knit or anything. If I'm familiar with something, I just like, I'm familiar with it. I went to a boarding school, so it was very popular that most girls knew how to crochet. At that time, we used to call it knitting, funny enough. We used to call it knitting. So it was very popular that people knew how to do that stuff. And well... I just learned. I never knew I would have so much passion for it after. Plus, when I was looking for names for my blog, because I started out as a blogger, it was it was it just felt worse to be talking about only books. I wanted this to be more because I knew I could do something and add something to it. Books and skins was very appealing. Skin is like skin of yarn when I talk about crocheting. So I joined them together. I just figured if I'm talking about books and the name is Books and Skins, then I should talk about crochet too. So that's actually really interesting. What about your love for learning languages? You mentioned something when we were talking earlier that um that you were born in a French speaking country and then yes, you were also learning um the language. Does that remind me of I was learning Greek on that? Yeah, that whole exploring languages born um, in a place other than Nigeria because many of us can relate like <laughs> about it. Yeah, it was it was cool. I can't say I know what's growing up like or I would have known what's growing up in any other place apart from where I grew up was like because I grew up there obviously. So French was like a first language to me before English. When we came back to Nigeria, I found it very hard to integrate back into I, I couldn't speak English as much. So it made me pass off as a dumb child that I really couldn't talk or couldn't express myself and all of that. Because I, I didn't know what they were saying. It all felt strange. But yeah, gradually I've grown. I've known what living in Nigeria is like. 
I can't say he's the most palatable experience, but then here we are. Um, I've always loved to learn. I have a knack for languages, actually. And I don't know if to say well, if that's a family thing, Pasi, because my dad also had it. He learned Greek and Hebrew. Well, that was like just for academic purposes. It's the reason why I started learning Greek was there was this time when I was obsessed with Greek mythology. So I used to read a lot of Greek mythology and I read a lot about um, Greece and travel books and all of that. I may travel at heart, but I've never really found a way to actually pack a bag, to pack my bags and travel anywhere. But I enjoy how reading travel books can just take you to another, to a different place altogether. So it's Greece that I was obsessed about. And in being obsessed with it, their food and everything, I just decided, like, I would like to be, I would like to go to this place one day. So if I'm going to go there one day, I'm going to need to learn the language. And then that was it. That's how it started. I just, every other language I've learned, Spanish. Spanish was very similar to French. So it did feel very natural to just learn Spanish. But I guess I'm a guru at it. But for Greek, yeah, I try my best. You know, like you said a lot of beautiful things that, okay, your novel journey started, your crochet journey, learning languages. Uh, yes, that was where we were at. You yeah, said you like Greek mythology. So that inspired you to start learning Greek. And I'm like, and we also talked about the fact that you lived in um, a French-speaking country for a while until you moved back here. And I think one question I actually had, like I, that was on my mind was, what, like, was your dad working in that country before he got transferred back to Nigeria or? No, he wasn't working. He, after their marriage, after my parents' marriage, they relocated. Okay, so they stayed there for quite a while. Then they gave birth to my sister and then they gave birth to me. So... We just grew up there and my dad wanted to come back to Nigeria to further his education, to get his second degrees and all that. So he came back first and then we came back later. That was around 2009 or so, I think. So since then, we've just been here. So like we were origins of that place or so we had a family there they just relocated there uh that makes sense that that really makes sense and i think the whole growing up in different places it's it really makes you a unique person because more i hear your story um, i keep going oh can you tell me more about this more about that like i'm really restraining myself to just keep the focus of this you know interview right now so it's so cool. Like, I'm so glad to know you. Okay, you mentioned you were flexing your hand at tech. You did get. And can I learn more about it? Well, I have friends that are tech inclined. So it just okay. came. You know this thing where you have friends and they tell you about what they love? And mm-hmm. you just want to be able to join the conversation. You want to be able to... um 
make it interactive because i am the kind of person that if i'm talking about something i love you must know if you're close to me if you're my friend i can stay and i'll be talking to you about crochet i know you have um, no idea about it but the goal is to like make you a crocheter by association you know a crocheter so you have to be one by association that kind of thing so most of my tech friends would just most times they would feel like it's worth to talk to me about it i feel like yes it's something you're interested in let me just know and everything but i had a line i didn't want to do any coding any graphics design it's not cut out for me that's what thing i knew but i knew that there were um other aspects of tech that didn't really require that like technical writing product management cyber security well there's a part of cyber security that involves tech but i wasn't thinking about all of that then so my my friend helped me search for courses that i could take on product management and I'm a very, I wasn't a very spontaneous person before, but I found that I'm now very spontaneous, like in the moment. And literally he said, you could take products, you could take courses on product management. There and then I signed up. I didn't want to hear anything like I kept it later and I'll tell myself I can't do it. So I signed up there and there and I just did it. I've done like two courses since then, but... And I have books on it. I always have books on something I'm interested in. But um, I I don't have this real life experience. Like where you say you're working with um, a product owner. You're working in a technical team and all of that. I do have the knowledge. I have a certificate to show for it. But it's, it's not something that I've explored more than that. I'll be grateful to like get opportunities that would make me make use of that certificate, the experience, it would be really nice because as much as we like to say, we don't like to we say we are not doing it for the money. Tech is paying. Tech is actually paying. So it wouldn't be bad to explore it. Plus, I'm a full-time student. I've said before that, I've told you when we were conversing that being a student defines my life so much. And I'm just trying to get excellent grades and get it over and done with. But I still try to do other things on the side, of course, because I'm a living being. I have to do other things. Definitely. I, I really love the fact that what sparked this entire journey is just you saying, oh my God, I want to be able to talk to my friends, to meet them at their lane. Because when you have genuine interest for others, it leads you to amazing places. More than when you're like, oh, you know, make me look cool, you know, look cool. That wasn't what you were about. And that really says so much, you know, that says so much about you. So you're amazing. You know, in case someone hasn't told you today, you're amazing. You. you love me. Thank you. <laughs> the thing is, let's just, many of the people who listen to this podcast, like I'm calling them neighbors. <laughs> it's a new term I came up with. Okay. The thing is, I'm a fan of like K-pop. And oftentimes, most K-pop groups have, like, what they call fandom names. They okay. get. So maybe for something like New Jeans right now, their fan base is called Bunnies for um, once, for um, twice, the girl group twice. Their fan base is called once. For Blackpink is um, Blinks, you know, things like that. Yeah. So some YouTubers and some other people have also been um, adopting that 
thing, right? Like um, I, I know a girl um in Abbey. She's um a, she's a cover dancer. Like she covers dancers. So what she calls her followers, over two million of them, is um honey bees. Then I think this other person, um Kelly Stamps, calls um um this thing her fan base stampede. Do you get? Yeah. <laughs> For me, um, novels and business listeners, I think even me, because I listen to my podcast sometimes, I find it entertaining, but I listen to a whole lot more podcasts, definitely. So um, I'm calling our community Nibbers, the Nibbers community. So every, anyone who listens to Novels and Bits is going to be like, welcome to Nibbers. Like, hey, Nibbers, what's good? Like, instead of Novels and Bits listening, I was like, hey, Nibbers. So most Nibbers love stories. That's why we are part of this community. So some get time to read, but some prefer movies. What can you tell me is the uniqueness of fiction books? Like, what do you find unique about fiction books? Like, how can reading or listening to fiction change the life of a neighbor? Do you get? I'm not talking movies now, just stories to listen to or books. So. Fiction knocks you get the reality. Yeah, I did get your question. I think the, the most distinct thing with fiction is that it knocks you, it knocks you out of reality. Like... It's, you know, that this thing is... Obviously, fiction is based on some kind of experience that the author has had, but they're trying to make you use your imagination. In reality, you know that these things might not be as they are presented in the book. But when it just needs more like a very perfect story or a very crooked story, you turn to fiction. It's like how you, when you read fictional romance and you know that, well, someone can be, the way they describe this man in this book can't really be how a man would look like. Like, I've not seen a man that looks like that, but yeah, it's fine that in the book, I can imagine that there's someone like that. So, for me, I read fiction when I'm really stressed because everything around us is non-fiction. And it's not it's not the most interesting of all most times. So when you just read fiction, you're like taking away from this very, very serious world, this world that presents itself in it can either be this or this, or this doesn't exist. Fiction allows you to use your imagination and just as many things can exist in your imagination. That's what fiction does for you. It makes you it makes you um use your imagination more actively yeah that's really sweet you get it is stress the big time stress reliever okay let's say um neighbors some of the neighbors um read books already is there any benefit of listening to a podcast like novels and bits like let's say you already read novels and because you know the first question i asked you was like okay um, so to so, so someone reading or listening to this podcast, how can it change their lives? You mentioned the major point I took away was it relieves stress and it's a way to explore all the possibilities instead of just narrowing yourself down to, you know, a, a reality that you're yes. the only person. Who- yeah. So, but in a case, already reads books like you. Why should they even listen to a fiction podcast? I mean, I already read novels, you know, so why should I, you know, it's not even an audio book. So what, what's the point? What, what's in it for me? What would you say? It's like a sense of community. I feel um it's I feel very excited when I meet okay. someone for the first time and then they tell me that they love to read books. I don't know you, but I feel like we're kindred spirits. 
just because you love to read books and to make it better maybe your your one of your favorite authors is also my favorite authors or i talk about a book and you're like yes 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 i know that book um what we try to do um fiction podcasts that talk about books and all that stuff is create this um community this kindred spirit with our listeners like this person loves books too and they talk about it with you so much passion and i love it too but well i don't talk about it but i can listen to it and at the same time we also cater for the needs of those who who do not really love to read books but they are just they just read books once in a while the way we talk about books makes them want to read them because this was really enjoyable for this person to be able to present this book this way it means that it was really interesting it means that reading is a cool stuff to do so like they want to read so that they can somehow understand it so they can be as cool in quotes as you present the book to or you present the book to them or as you present readers to be so we're like building a community of people who love to read and people who would love to read at the end of the day they don't already love it okay what if someone who doesn't read fiction stumbles on this podcast do you also think it would make them want to read i mean if i don't have interest in something like i'm not a big person i don't i don't really like reading nonfiction a lot like i like the quotes from it i mean once in a while maybe once a year or so i could read a nonfiction book yeah but normally like I think I'm going to be bored to sleep. Just tell me about it. Do you get? <laughs> no, I read nonfiction. I'm not particularly a picky reader, so I read nonfiction too. In my own case, I surround myself with more podcasts. That's why I decided to start one, you guys, because I'm like, I may not want to read about this. Maybe about influencing branding products. I may not want to read about what it means to start up a newsletter. I may not want to read about all of the science be behind yes. why you should go like this. But I can listen. And it's easy to listen. Someone has already done the homework, recorded it, is talking to me about it. And out of one conversation, I could have read three books. Do you understand? Yeah. I, I say hours and I have a really great time. And I remember it better because we talked about it like we were having fun. I didn't have to read my butt down and read it like it was serious business, you know? So I, I totally guess because as a as a medical student, I have podcasts that I'm subscribed to that well, it's good. You have to read the long, you have to read all these clinical cases and all of that and know what it is. You have to read it and keep it, but I find that when I feel restless from reading, because it's obviously reading academic books is not the same thing with just reading for fun. So when I feel restless, mm-hmm. I just listen to podcasts like Ninja Nerd, Med Bullets, and I just it just comes together. Because as I'm listening to it, I'm remembering that I've read this somewhere, and someone is telling me again, and I don't have to talk. I don't have to talk back. I don't have to reply them and tell them, "Oh, I've read this." I just know in my head that yes, yeah. I've read this. It's not a like, conversation. I, I'm just listening. Yes. You're listening because you're like, oh, I just have to listen. And if I have anything to say to them in response, normally most podcasters leave like, um, most podcasts, they leave like a place you can reach them on. So that's your own way. So now it helps you listen more so you can take notes and say, okay, I'm going to talk to them about this. Yeah. They get. So I really appreciate that too about podcasts. It generally improves your listening skills. 
Yes, it really does. It's just awesome. So before you leave, because honestly, we've had such a grand time with you, you have to tell us where we can find you, like stay connected to you. Then, you know, one last thing is you have to recommend a book, like a fiction book. And since you read nonfiction, recommend a fiction book and nonfiction book. Okay, so I am the beautiful voice behind Books and Skins podcast. So you can listen to Books and Skins podcast on Spotify for podcasters, on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts, of course. Um, you can reach me on Instagram too, at Books and Skins Podcasts. And for the books, I think that when we tell book lovers or readers to recommend a book, we put them on the spotlight because you start thinking, which one is the best? I want to give the person who I'm recommending this book to the best experience. <laughs> Both of us know that no such thing as the best, yeah? Just okay. Anything that has left you feeling good lately or left you with a lingering feeling lately. Oh, okay. that would that's be really that good you recommended for me. Reckless by Elsie oh, Silva. Okay, okay, okay. You, you are in luck. Um. Um. Okay. <laughs> I've I've actually even forgotten the name I gave the the podcast listener. I'm not used to it yet. Okay. Um. Novels and business. That is Nib- Nibba. Yes, okay, yes. Nibba. You are in luck because Reckless is gonna come on. It's gonna come live on the podcast in a few weeks. So just stay tuned. Keep your notifications turned on. So when Reckless is live on the podcast, you can listen to the story. Or if you want to read it ahead of time, I will leave the description. Like I'll leave all this information in the in the show notes, so that even how how you can reach her on um, Instagram and everything. So you can just you know just have fun with it. So everything everything you need will be in the show notes. And thank you so much, Isosa, for coming on the podcast today. We thank had like you. a thousand like a thousand one that could have been like, oh my god, I don't want to do this, but you kept pulling through for me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I really-, I really appreciate that you could feature me on this episode. So thank you for that too. Ah, my Niba podcast. I don't I don't have an audience of more than fifty seven. And I get an average listening of maybe ten or so. Like it's a really small community. So yeah, really one of the people who's here as a baby. Like when the podcast is a baby. So when it's like a big deal. And we, you know, you're back on it. We'll be like, "Do you remember when we did this episode?" Oh my exactly. god, we were so f- <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, of course, Bye. I would love to do this some other time. You could be a guest on mine oh. too. Um, oh, I, I know I, that I, this setting up all the systems for recording this thing has been a lot. Breaking transmission, all of that network, Nigeria just being Nigeria. And we have pulled through. So thumbs up. Yes, thumbs up to both of us. Thank you. All right, then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.